Hello friends, and welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where we talk about the things that make us uncomfortable. This episode is going to be a little different than my normal ones. Um, Rather than interview a guest about their mental health struggles, I am going to be playing some of my audio journals from August 2020 to January of this year. The reason that I'm doing this is because, uh, first of all, I'm still in treatment. Uh, I've graduated from residential to PHP, which means that I get to live in my apartment in Seattle, but seven days a week I commute to Bellevue to be in the program from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I'm super busy. I haven't had a lot of time to interview guests. I do have a lot of good things planned. Uh, I'm in touch with a few people who are going to be on the podcast and I'm really excited to record with them in the future. But for now, I wanted to post something that illustrates kind of what's been going on with me for the last six months or so and also just to illustrate how far I've come. So I'm going to be playing those in succession I just want to put out there that this isn't easy for me to share. Um, A lot of these recordings get really personal and really intimate, and I definitely did not plan on sharing them when I recorded them, but I I feel deeply in my heart that it's so important for me to be vulnerable and use my struggle for good. Like, I I want others to feel that they're not alone and that it's okay to be a mess and it's okay to not have the answers and we need to talk about it. And so I'm putting it out there in the hopes that you guys can feel a little less alone. With that said, I'm just going to start playing the audio journals. Like I said, they range in date from August 2020 to January 2021. And so there's no dates on them, but um, just bear in mind that they're playing in in order of when I recorded them. As always, you guys encourage me to keep being vulnerable and to keep putting in the work and to keep making this podcast. Just because I'm in quote unquote recovery doesn't mean that I don't struggle and that I won't struggle in the future. And um, yeah, that's basically it. (laughs) I actually need to go now to get ready for PHP, but hopefully this will tide you guys over until my next interview. I hope you guys have a great Monday and enjoy. I'm recording this because today's been full of emotions and processing things and I don't want to forget. I don't want to write about it because it seems like too much work. Basically, I've really been in my head a lot lately. I've been sliding backwards slowly and then suddenly in terms of my mental health and I kind of broke today and I just feel utterly exhausted in my body and in my soul like I just at this point I have so I, I don't have any more excuses not to get better like I have so many good things in my life so many good people and I'm I'm still choosing illness and I say that with care because 
I know it's not a choice. I know that it's a mental illness. It's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. I, I posted this recently on my typography account. Uh, mental illness is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. And I have not been very responsible with it lately. Um, and I've been beating myself up about it and getting in my head about it. And that's been affecting my relationships and my day-to-day -day life. And I'm just tired of it. I'm so fucking tired of it. It's so boring. It's so exhausting. And I know I can't go on like this much longer without losing things that are important to me. The, risks, the, the stakes are pretty high. And I am so afraid that I'm going to lose them anyway. I am so afraid that I will turn my back on reason and just slide down that rabbit hole anyway because that's what I do I, I just think I need to be better at asking for help because I, I don't like I talk about it on the podcast all the time and how important it is but I don't really do it um, it's so easy to ignore texts from people like I have people who text me asking how I'm doing all the time I have accountability partners I just don't always utilize them. Like I purposefully ignore the text when I don't want to be accountable and I'll only go back afterwards and tell them what happened and receive all the love and support and promise to do better and then make the same mistake again. Like I'm so fucking tired of it. Like I'm better than this. I deserve more than this. And so I guess this voice recording is just me reminding myself that I'm done like I, I'm so done with this and I deserve to ask for help and, and I, I'm committing to it like I I really 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 want to get better and I'm willing to put in the work and, and I, I'm way better than I even was six months ago but that doesn't matter like I'm still sick and I think I'm, I'm too hard on myself sure but also I need to hold myself responsible. So that's all I wanted to say. My whole life, I feel like I've been unable to feel things the way most people have been able to. Growing up in a Christian household, I never felt the way about God that my parents and my friends did or said they did. I, I've never been able to love that way and to just blindly feel things that other people seem to blindly feel. Even in my romantic relationships, I, I always feel like I'm held back to a certain point, like I can only feel so much, I can only love so much, and then I feel like there's a wall that I slam against and I can't go further than that. And it makes me feel like there's something wrong with me, that I'm broken, that I'm not able to experience love the way other people do. And I think that's one reason why I've used coping mechanisms that allow me to feel things like self-harm, alcohol, binge eating. It, it's like I 
am just desperate to feel the way that everyone else feels when they talk about being in love or, I don't know, treating themselves. Like, I go through the motions of treating myself and it just is never enough. Even with my cats, I I hear other people talk about how spending time with their pets just brings them to tears because they love them so much and I just can't feel that way in my mind. Like in the deepest, darkest part of my mind, I'm just like, it's a cat, it's an animal, it doesn't love me, it just spends time around me because I feed it. <laughs> and it really bothers me a lot. I realized that as long as I can remember, I've had secrets. And those secrets have set me apart from others, maybe just in my head, but I've always felt different because I've had secrets. Whether it was bad thoughts or things that I saw that I didn't talk about or things that were going on inside me that I didn't talk about. And I, I just can't imagine a life in which I don't have secrets and the thought is exhilarating and I don't really know how I would live with no secrets but I want to I want to try because every time I keep something from someone close to me it ends up hurting me and them and so Talking to Bianca tonight really made me realize I'm not gaining anything by keeping secrets and by telling them I'm not losing anything. And so tomorrow I'm going to try to start working on relinquishing some of those. And it's terrifying to think about, but I really need to do it before I can move on. So I think one of the reasons that I'm having such a hard time moving forward with my life despite being given all these great opportunities is that I'm afraid. I'm afraid of moving forward. I'm afraid that I won't be able to have what it takes to succeed, whatever that means. Um, I feel really held back and no one understands. Like when people look at me, they see someone who's capable and fearless. And I feel like that doesn't describe me at all. I feel like I'm, I'm faking it just like I did when I was a kid. And I think my bulimia is a way of shirking my responsibilities without having to actually admit that I'm shirking my responsibilities. Like, I'm watching this movie and this guy is in college and he's dealing with a lot of emotional shit and he crashes his bike into a car and gets sent back home and uh, he admits that he wasn't trying to kill himself, he just needed a reason to leave and, like, a reason to, 
give up control and I had to pause the movie and make this recording because I can resonated so much with that like giving up control I, I feel like this whole time I've kind of described my eating disorder as a way of keeping control when everything around me is falling apart but I think in a way it's allowed me to not have control like oh I can't work on my job search I have bulimia I'm mentally ill I can't work on my relationship I'm mentally ill you know it's not my fault I I can't help being this way poor me I have no agency I have no say in the matter but the fact is I do I can break out of this I can pursue a more fulfilling life but it's scary and unknown and there's no guarantee that I'll make it and so bulimia is just avoidance and I've touched on this before but it's becoming clearer to me now and I guess I just need to deal with that Um, I ended up going to the store and buying binge food and I'm not proud of it but it happened and it's fucking 2.21am and I have to get up in four hours for work I'm thinking of calling out because I just I, I don't know how much of this I can put myself through having a busy life and going to work and filling my day and also spending all night up doing this I I just it's not sustainable and I I just need a day off and but that's the thing I don't have a day off from this shit and um but I I digress the reason I'm making this is because I just need evidence of myself sabotaging my progress and This is me saying that just because I'm slipping up doesn't mean that the progress and the happiness and the accomplishment I felt earlier was for nothing. Um, My first instinct is is to immediately just go off the deep end and, and just say, oh, what's the point of changing because I'm just gonna do it all over again, but no. I still made progress and I will continue to make progress and this is just this just means that I'm getting somewhere the fact that bulimia is just rebelling so hard like everything in me is just fighting to stay in my old ways and I know what I'm doing like I know what's happening and I'm fighting against it I will be better and this is just part of that process I just had therapy and I wanted to kind of talk about the stuff that we went over before I forget 
um, I felt really anxious today. And that kind of made itself known through like a frog in my throat, a prickling in my nose, like I'm about to cry, but I can't. And um, I don't know, I just felt really ill of at ease. And um, we mostly talked about my upbringing in a fundamentalist Christian household and how when I was really, really young, I would get stomach pains from the guilt of just having bad thoughts. I remember like I would go to bed and just be besieged with bad thoughts and I wouldn't be able to go to bed until I confessed to my mom and she would like pray for me but she didn't really offer any solutions. I just kind of transferred it to her and then I went to bed and it's interesting that it, it manifested itself as stomach pain because now I comfort myself by binging and, uh, you know, filling my stomach with food. Um, even talking about it now, I, I feel kind of anxious and like I'm not allowed to talk about it. Um, I don't know. My thoughts are just kind of all over the place. Uh, and she recommended that I, I practice grounding exercises, like reminding myself that I'm no longer in danger. I'm no longer in that crazy environment. I'm safe in my apartment. Um, you know, I'm 28 years old. That stuff is way in the past, but it's still affecting me. And I think I feel really bitter and angry that it's still affecting me, uh, namely the, the belief that I'm a bad person. And, um, I don't know. I think I'm just, I'm just so ready to move on with my life and break free from all this. And I think acknowledging that it's still affecting me is the first step. Um, I think I, I was telling my therapist, I need to stop running away from myself. Like, why do I feel the urge to fill up all my free time why am I so afraid of my own company, especially at night? Um, I don't know. It's just a lot to think about, and it's kind of overwhelming. So for the rest of today, I'm going to try to be gentle with myself, but um, we'll see how it turns out. feel really frustrated right now for feeling the things I'm feeling um just for being so emotional I feel like I have no I can't even get through a fucking therapy session or voice recording without crying and I feel like there's no reason like I don't know I I feel like I didn't accomplish anything in therapy today, even though she said I did a good job. I, I just feel like the whole time I was just trying not to cry. Um, we didn't even really make any, like, I don't think we made any big progress. Like, we talked about how I never got to, got to really have a childhood and, like, what I would say if I to my eight-year-old self if I met her now. And 
I don't know. I think I'm just really hard on myself and it's really hard for me to sit with my feelings. I mean, that was the biggest takeaway is that I just need to work on sitting with my feelings. It's so fucking hard. Like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I don't want this to happen. I want it to stop. I, I really want to just go out and buy food and spend the rest of the day binging and purging so I can ignore these feelings. I ignore texts from people. I just... I don't know how to handle this. And... Uh, it's just... It's just really rough. And I'm, I'm so... I'm tired of being pulled in a million different directions and being paralyzed and not knowing what to do. Like, I think this week I've been telling myself more and more, like, I do have power to change the course of my life. I don't have to let things happen to me. I can change them. So maybe that's what this is. Maybe that is me finally accepting that I do have control over my life. And that's a scary thing because, you know, in my own hands, nothing is guaranteed. Whereas in the hands of like my bulimia, for instance, sure, I'm going to feel shitty, but I know that I will feel that relief even momentarily. And that's guaranteed. So I don't know. My therapist is sending me some breathing exercises or whatnot. And I'm going to try to get back into therapy, uh, into yoga. I just need to sit with my feelings and that's really hard. Today we talked about um, the different parts of me that I've created in order to cope with the circumstances surrounding my childhood. And um, she had me draw a conference room table and invite the different parts to come sit in. Um, First to come in was depression. Um, It's been really bad lately, but it feels like coming home or at least like returning to a familiar place for me. And then she had me draw out my self-harm side, um, which I kind of see as my 14-year-old self because that's when I started self-harming. There was just so much pressure put on me back then and I I didn't know how to handle all the emotions bubbling up inside me. So self-harm was definitely a way to get those feelings out without causing a scene. Um, And I I know that these coping methods didn't come out of nowhere. Like, they each serve a purpose, and I am sort of grateful, if that's the right word, to them for getting me through that, but it's just getting so fucking old. I'm 28, and I see myself falling back into the same spiral I was in last year around this time. And... I don't know. Everything feels pointless. (laughs) The cats are fighting. Everything feels pointless, and I just feel like a husk. I feel numb, and I don't know what to do about it. And the thought of even texting a friend for help is paralyzing, uh, immobilizing. It's really fucking hard. Choosing to use a healthy coping skill is kind of like 
watching a movie you've never seen before in that you don't really know if it's going to work. You don't really know if it's going to be good. You kind of want to take the chance, but if it fails, then that means you've wasted all that time doing something that wasn't even worth it. So rather than use the healthy coping skill, you go back to the bad ones you've always done before because you know what's going to happen. And even though it might not be the best, you know what you're getting. And that's why I watch The Office for (laughs) the eighth time rather than choose to start a new show. That's why, I mean, that's a bad example because The Office is amazing. But, um, you know, it's the reason you don't take a chance on new things because the result isn't guaranteed. Um, So the fact that I still put work into researching new movies and new coping skills, I guess, is something. So over the weekend, I ate normally and I didn't purge and my body dysmorphia has been really bad and like keeping food inside, like my body's not used to it. And so I've been having a lot of stomach pains, but as uncomfortable as that is, I feel good about it. Like today I binged and purged cookies the second I got home and it wasn't enjoyable. It was a lot of work. And so I ended up throwing away the leftovers, but like I'm experiencing this sense of peace for the first time in a long time. Like I really feel like I can get out of this. I feel like I can change. And like I've caught glimpses of the life I could have if I weren't caught up in this eating disorder. And I want that so bad. Like I want to want it. I want to be okay with gaining weight, but um, it's scary. So I just wanted to record this moment that I feel positive about it because I don't take it for granted. I know that I could wake up tomorrow and still slip backwards, but for now I just feel like I can finally breathe and it's great. I'm really fucking mad right now because I realized that even though I was 20 pounds lighter a year ago, my bulimia didn't get any better between then and now. If anything, it got worse. And I still gained 20 pounds. And it's just really blowing my mind because, like, I know it's not a hot take or anything that your eating disorder lies to you, but... Like, I know that, but, like, I guess I didn't really know it until now when I looked at those pictures side by side and thought, holy shit, I suffered for one whole year and I didn't get any closer to the weight I was trying to. And also, the weight I was trying to get to was ridiculous because you, I weighed a pounds, my BMI was 50, and I still thought I needed to lose 15 more pounds. That's so beyond fucked up. And I I don't love my current body. 
Um, far from it, actually. I canceled plans tonight because I'm so bloated from keeping food in my body that I can't go out. But I don't know. I don't want to go back to where I was before. And I definitely don't want to go a whole other year being lied to by myself, by my eating disorder. Because it doesn't accomplish anything. It just makes me miserable and broke. And I know where that path leads. And, you know, maybe I'll relapse tomorrow. Maybe I'll relapse in the next hour. But I feel that much closer to achieving clarity of mind. And it feels like progress. I should be getting ready for work right now, but I just honestly do not feel like doing anything. I had a really, really hard night, I guess. Um, I went to the grocery store and got all my safe food, and there was a moment where I, I saw this box of Christmas cookies, and I told myself, you know, I've been good. It's okay. I can, I can just binge these and get them out of my system but um you know that's how it, it always gets you it's, it's the lies we tell ourselves even though we know from experience that that's not how it's gonna be it's never just one and done um and so you know of course like I, I get home and I wolf down the cookies in like 10 minutes <laughs> right away and then I just ordered delivery like the last few weeks of quote-unquote recovery had never happened um you know I, I have not ordered delivery in like a month and um it was really bad I I ordered Thai food with meat in it and I haven't had meat in months and so I'm feeling a lot of guilt today. Um, even though, you know, after the binge happened, I I did my best to get past it. I, I cleaned my apartment and made me healthy food for myself and forced myself to keep it down and took my sleeping pills and went to sleep. And this morning, I just feel so fucking guilty. Um... It's just, it's so exhausting. Like, I've been doing this for years, and my worst fear is that I don't have the capacity to get better, or the drive, or willpower, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, I always tell other people, when you've had an eating disorder for this long, it's it's totally normal to have slip-ups. You just need to keep your eye on the prize and keep going and focus on the small wins but it's really hard for me to follow my own advice when I feel this way um you know I I woke up and I'm bloated and in pain and my self-esteem is just so low um I I still ate breakfast I, I forced myself to make a healthy breakfast and keep it down but I just feel like a failure and I'm supposed to go to work in an hour and I haven't even gotten off the couch yet 
it, it just sucks. I'm so fucking tired of this. And I know I deserve better. I know nothing's going to change if I keep these feelings inside. And so I'm, I'm trying to be vulnerable. I'm trying to be honest with people around me, but it's just so fucking hard. And I don't know. I, I don't want to do this for 14 more years. I don't. But at this point... I don't know what life looks like without it. And that's the scariest thing of all. I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of being alone and doing the wrong things and knowing I'm doing the wrong things, but just letting it happen I don't, it's like I talk a lot about being vulnerable and like not giving up and, and I try to help others but like I feel like there's no one to help me when I need it <laughs> there's no one here for me and I'm so lonely And I'm just so pathetic. I'm 28 and I'm still dealing with this shit. And I'm just alone in my apartment. And <laughs> my neighbors are fucking fighting. And my, my cats are here, but like they don't care. Like, not even they are helping right now. It's just so fucking pathetic, and all I want to do is self-harm and just, like, hurt myself, because no one cares, and even saying this, I just feel like a fucking joke, and all I want to do is go over to someone's house and just let someone take care of me and tell me it's going to be okay, and... I mean, maybe that's the reason I stayed in the relationship as long as I did, because he was safe, and now, without that, I'm just so scared of being alone. Like, for the first time since the breakup, it's really hitting me that I'm alone here in this fucking expensive city where no one cares about me, and there's no one to tell me it's gonna be okay, and... I'm just so done. I'm so done. I'll probably go on a walk or something, but like, I just purge and I feel so lightheaded and I feel like it's just gonna make me feel worse if I go exercise and... I'm just, I feel like I'm on the verge of doing something desperate and I... It's Friday night, I'm supposed to be like living it up oh this just fucking sucks the thing that is so hard to reconcile with when it comes to bulimia is that 
I feel like I don't have an excuse for being this way. Like, with drugs, at least, it fundamentally changes who you are. Like, it it messes with your brain and, you know, you're not the same person after using drugs. And in a way, that's easier. It'll, it feels like you're really sick. But with bulimia, what I'm up against is fucking food I need it to survive it feels like I'm just using it as a way to deal with something else it's like an excuse and when people talk about getting clean from drugs I listen to that and I think you know that's all good for them but the same thing can't apply to me because what I'm sick with is more than drugs it's 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 rot it's it's who I am and I, I can't fix that by getting sober like I'm sober from alcohol I've been sober for over a year and a half and I'm still dealing with the same shit I'm still hating myself and hurting myself and others and making decisions that are just completely illogical and I, I feel like I don't have an excuse. And I, I can talk about getting clean from bulimia. I can talk about how binging and purging releases endorphins and is kind of like drugs, but I feel like I don't believe it. I feel like it's not the same thing in my mind. And that's scary because I feel like there's no hope for getting better. Like, how do you get better from being addicted to food and that's the thing when I say addiction I, I I almost I'm using it like a metaphor like bulimia is like being addicted but I don't really believe it like food isn't a drug and telling myself it's a drug feels like I'm just using it as an excuse for my shitty behavior and I really don't know how to deal with that I don't I don't know if I should treat myself like someone who has a disease or someone who's just making bad decisions like I I go back and forth and it's exhausting and I just feel so weak The thing that scares me about where I'm at now is that I I don't take my existence for granted. Like, sure, you know, I just binged and purged multiple times today. And in the past, I just kind of took for granted that I would wake up the next morning and just keep on living and maybe do the same shit again the next day. And, you know, I would be miserable, but that's life, right? But now... I know that I could die in my sleep. I know I could have a heart attack. I could have low potassium. and I don't, I don't really know like how exactly it would happen, but I know I could die at any moment, and it doesn't bother me anymore. And that, I think, is what really scares me, but also I feel kind of at peace with it. And I, I don't know whether 
that's some sort of enlightenment or whether it's giving up and maybe giving up is a good thing. I don't know. That's the scary thing is not knowing. So I was just sitting here thinking about how much of an imposter I feel and how much I feel like I don't deserve treatment because I'm a normal weight and I love food and like I've never fainted or anything associated with like eating disorders as far as physical symptoms go, like the publicized physical symptoms. And so I'm just sitting here like feeling fake as fuck and questioning whether I should go into treatment. But then I started making a post about how I haven't kept down any food in like two days just like casually and then I was like wait (laughs) that's not normal like just because you don't have any of these debilitating symptoms doesn't mean you're not worthy because you fucking didn't keep down any food for two days you know how fucked up that is and you know I, I might have I might have a ton of symptoms that like haven't shown themselves yet it's not about that but like (laughs) none of this shit is normal and I need help for the first time in a very long time probably since I was like 10 I'm finally letting myself dream again I'm exploring what it means to be in a cage, to live for other people's expectations and asking myself, like, what do I really want? What is the life that I want? What am I brave enough to reach for? Like, what do I really deserve? And I think the answer is like everything. I deserve the world. I deserve to live life I want because you only get one. And I know I'm only 28, but that already, I I feel like I've had so many years just stripped away from my life, whether to my eating disorders values or my addictions values or like learned values that I took on as a kid and that I'm now re-examining and one of the things that we're constantly talking about here in treatment is what are our genuine values and if we don't know like how can we allow ourselves to explore and redefine our values and it's it's been emotional and overwhelming but also i I feel this incredible sense of peace and lightness just giving voice to the things that i want that i haven't allowed myself to ask for and realizing that the only person who's standing in my way is me. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Pickles and Vodka. If you could relate to anything we talked about, you can follow the podcast at Pickles and Vodka Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook by typing in Pickles and Vodka Podcast. You can also email me at Pickles and Vodka Podcast at gmail.com if you have any stories or if you just want to say hi. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe.